Welcome to Dentai's Chats, where we give you five minutes of health news because you care about health, but you just don't want to spend too much time learning about it. If there's any place where the government can fight childhood obesity and general unhealthiness, it's schools. Kids are spending hours every day on school campuses eating at least one full meal, possibly a second one, and almost certainly a snack. Beyond making better top-down choices as to which food options are available for students, there also could be an increase in nutritional education, home economics education, health education. Or what about something even simpler than all of that? In addition to your traditional report card, you get a BMI, a body mass index report card, because the school weighs you and then sends that information home to your parents. Just as a poor grade in science would give you an objective reason to increase your science proficiency, a poor grade on your BMI report card would give you an objective reason to increase your health. And while this might seem a little unnecessary, I mean, after all, your parents can see that you're fat. They can't see as easily that you're terrible at algebra. There's something very real about seeing what percentile you fall into, not to mention that your parents might be generally unhealthy as well and might not be providing the best guidance. And as is often said in education, you can't improve that which you can't measure. So why not try these report cards out? Seems like a creative enough idea. Oh wait, this is already in existence. I seriously go through so many health articles. I saw this title and I just figured that it was someone talking about a potential program, not a program that is already required in nine states. And this isn't even new. The first program of this kind came into existence in 2003 in Arkansas. Arkansas had one of the nation's highest childhood obesity rates at the time. So the schools instituted annual weigh-ins and letters home to inform the parents and the children of the results. Problem is, this just hasn't worked. We've now been able to see the data. We've seen it in a couple of states even. And just the obesity rates stay the same. Some of the report cards are very sparse. Some of them are more robust with explanations of BMI and explanations or suggestions, I should say, of how to improve a poor score just doesn't seem to matter. There's a lot of times when our intuition is betrayed by reality, and there's a lot of times when counterintuitive things work in weird, weird ways. And while I'm not saying that it was intuitive to expect crazy changes as a result of this, I am a little surprised that with all the incentive in the world to make this program work, there is no study that showed that it worked. And yet I still don't see this as a failure. I commend the states who have tried to do something a little bit outside of the box for a problem that absolutely requires out-of-the-box thinking. How do we know this? Because if it was easy to solve, we would have solved it a long time ago. Clearly just repeating diet and exercise isn't enough to make fat people skinny. A study came out this week showing that teenagers who used e-cigarettes are more likely to smoke. And many were citing this study as a reason that we needed to regulate e-cigarettes more. But couldn't this just as easily speak to the teenagers' personalities? But couldn't the results of this study be much more about the teenagers' personalities than it is about any sort of gateway drug property of e-cigarettes? As in, someone who's willing to try e-cigarettes is more likely to try any number of things. It's totally fine to want to regulate e-cigarettes. Just make sure the case you're making can stand in isolation, 
E-cigarettes are bad in isolation, not because of some fuzzy correlation to some other behavior that we know is actually bad. There's been many different topics included in the debate about food labels. One that hasn't been included enough is the over-labeling of food, giving consumers so much information that is both unnecessary and in a way kind of fraudulent. It's labeling something gluten-free when there is no version of that something that contains gluten. It's labeling salt as free from genetically modified organisms when it's not possible to have genetically modified organisms in salt. So now every other salt company has to put on a stupid and totally unnecessary non-GMO label to compete with that first mover who was trying to win business through trickery. Dentize chat. Subscriptions and reviews are appreciated.